0: Happy Monday, Kingdom Mamas. I am so excited for today's guest. It is none other than the man, the myth, the legend, Tim Tom Lineski. Yeah, that's my husband and he's amazing. But anyway, today we recap the last several episodes of the Kingdom Mamas podcast and we talk about it from a male perspective. We talk about identity, getting in God's word, and modeling what it looks like to be disciples of Christ. Take a little listen. So, this week we have a special guest. It's it's me. (laughs) It's Tim Tomlineski. Yay.
1: Yes. (laughs) Tim is here.
0: And today we are going to bombard him with all the questions with regards to the episodes that we've already aired. We're going to get a man's take On what we've talked about so far. A daddy's take. Sounds good. A kingdom dad's take. That's right. (laughs) That's right. And so what are some of the obstacles we face as parents raising children in today's world?
1: Well, for me, I kind of always think about when I grew up, you know, I'm in my 40s and we were kind of pre-internet, pre-cell phones. So, you know, when you came home from school, you went outside, you left, you went to the woods, you played Basketball or baseball outside, and you just got their neighborhood kids together. But nowadays, you know, you, there's a couple of issues. You know, there's the kids aren't allowed to leave their neighborhoods that much yeah. or leave their backyard. Why? Because of parents. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <That's> Helicopter parenting. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: that's, yeah, we we did that with the first one. They've done that.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Made we, that
1: we've got. It only took us four kids to get to become decent
0: parents. <laughs> Maybe but, we'll uh, get it right by the fourth. No, I
1: mean, the biggest thing really, I mean, and everybody will kind of tell you is uh, electronics are the biggest thing, whether it's social media and the influence that kids have. And you've kind of mentioned this, I think, before is, is you know, especially as your kids are older, they get more of their information, not from the parents, yeah. but instead from Google or from the Internet. So when they want a question, they don't get answers from you. And sometimes when they're getting answers from somebody else, it's from a different influence or Mm -hmm. a different perspective that you may not like or think is the right one. So that's probably the biggest issue I'd say.
0: Wouldn't it be nice if we had like a Google filter, (laughs) like a, like a Google godly filter?
1: It would be. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or a Google parent filter if there was one too. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay, so have you ever felt overwhelmed in this parenting journey?
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Never. All the time.
0: Not even at birth, but that one right there, that one.
1: Yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Um, So let's see. Okay,
0: so tell Um, me about those times.
1: Oh, times when this has been this. Well, I mean, I'll be honest, you know, as we're in this season, right, there's always seasons when it comes to being Mm, a parent, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, our season right now is we have teenagers and with big kids becomes big problems little kids little problems so for us you know some of the decisions they are are that they're making and some of you know who they are identifying themselves with i mean that is one of the biggest Tired. things is is that you know you know this generation you know kids that are are teenagers age they're you know they have a lot of anxiety and everything and they're looking for a community yeah okay well, what kind of community do you want to be in? So yeah. we try to push, obviously, a Christian-based community where your identity, especially with with the boys, is a, as a masculine Christian man, mm-hmm. and trying to emphasize that. Whereas, to be quite honest, that's not what they ever see on social media. You no. know, when they're on YouTube and everything else, no. it is it's the it's far from being masculine. Number one, and number two, it's far from being Christian.
0: Yeah. So you've been reading the book Wild at Heart. What are some things that you can share with dads and moms who might be raising boys? What it looks like to be a Christian man?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's some basic things, and and to be quite honest, it's pretty simple when it comes to raising boys. And and I'm an old man, so I like to tell (laughs) tales whenever I talk to young people um, that have young kids. And it's you know, and it sounds terrible, and you're not supposed to say it anymore, but it's true. You know, you want boys to be boys. Um, the way that the uh, a, a little boy's mind works is different than a little girl's. Yeah. Um, and that's why sometimes they struggle in school and things like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Sit in this desk, pay attention, don't move. Mm-hmm. That's not how um, our minds work. You know, we are to, no matter what you do, you, you, you can say you're not gonna have little guns or swords in your house and you put a little boy out in the woods, he's gonna make those things. <laughs> so there's something about that mindset that they have and there's awesome stories and awesome um, biblical verses about masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so really one of, the, one of the ones are is that, you know, making your boys be independent, mm-hmm. um, letting them explore mm-hmm. and not trying to settle to uh, put that down. Right. You know, a man's little boy's mind is to explore and to go on adventures. Mm -hmm. So don't take away all those little adventures, you know, Mm -hmm. make them allow them to make mistakes. Right. So, you know, your first kid, you're like, oh, my goodness, I got to grab Jimmy and make sure he doesn't fall down. It's like, "No, no, let Jimmy fall down and see what he does whenever he falls down. So right. that's kind of one of the ways that they kind of build up confidence. Yeah. And uh, from a Christian standpoint, yeah, I know a lot of it kind of comes into then taking that and trying to build what does God say you are right. as a man. You yeah. know, uh, biblically, you're changing from a man up until the age of uh, 20. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that time period of 13 to 20 is really a time where you also need to talk about this stuff. We don't, we don't right. talk about, yeah. hey, this is we what it means. We didn't have
0: those conversations. No, no, now no. We're like, what? Why? No, it's
1: like, well, what, what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be masculine? And, uh, you know, trying to figure that out. That's why you have all these 30 year olds that still live at home. Failure right? to launch. <laughs> Failure to launch. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. not growing. And the biggest thing is once you kind of tell men who they are and right. what their identity is, they will reach for that. Right. That is a goal that they want att- to obtain and they do. Right. So, uh, but them understanding or having somebody talk to them or guide them as right. to biblically what it means, that's really where the fault is.
0: Yeah. I think there's a couple of dynamics there, right? Like we're these helicopter parents where we don't want to let them explore. We don't want to let them out in the neighborhood. We don't want them to go bike riding yeah. downtown. Right. There's that. Right. And, and
1: the whole funny thing is, is like, it's never safer to be a kid. <laughs> right. You know, when yeah. I was growing up,
0: there were no cell phones.
1: Somebody could take you and you were gone. <laughs> like there's no way there's not any cameras or anything else. Everything right. is recorded nowadays. So when coming- did you come home? When that, well, it depends on my age. When the lights turned on. When the up. lights
0: turned on. Yeah, when yeah. the
1: lights turned on, you come home. That was it. Mm-hmm. You know, and as you get older, you, you, you know, that changed. So that's, yeah, that was it. The lights so,
0: yeah. Out. There's a really cool book called Boys Adrift. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and that talks a lot about this, this culture of boys that we're raising. And the lack of allowing them to...
1: Well, Yeah, and it also comes down to the lack of fatherhood, right? So you have, I don't know what it is, 50% of children are raised either by their grandmother or their mother, right? Mm -hmm. So the lack of fatherhood, the lack of maturity of of men Mm -hmm. to say, this is what I'm here to do. right? And this gets into the death of the family and the death of what you know, marriages, and it goes against our Christian-based values. So Mm -hmm. as you see this happen, you see that, you know, the loss of the family. And Mm -hmm. as the family goes adrift, so do boys.
0: Right. So what would you say to that single mom who is raising a boy? What could she do to prevent?
1: Well, number one, I'd read. I read books of what it means to be a a Christian man. Yeah, and that is a good book. And I would read it as if I'm a father. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you are, no matter what you try to do, you are, you're not going to have the the right mindset mm-hmm. it's just genetically you're made different the way your brain right. works was made for a completely different reason it's awesome it's wonderful but it's different <laughs> right? Right? god
0: what were you thinking yeah yeah so
1: there's a, <laughs> that's a whole another story yeah um, right
0: that's another podcast but, for yeah. another day
1: <laughs> but honestly i would just say to myself okay well i'm not this child and his brain is going to be different than mine How can I read and understand so that I understand where he's coming from or how he thinks?
0: Right. And
1: then, and what's the most important things, right? Right.
0: And how can I nurture? Nurture, yeah. Nurture that in him. Or, you know, also I think finding godly men. Absolutely. I mean, we're blessed. I mean, obviously our kids have Tim Tom, but- We have some really amazing godly men. may not men. say that. <laughs> we have some godly men in their lives that were just really fortunate that, right. th- that they are there and they're yeah. like role models for her. Yeah, marriage.
1: so whether that's, you know, if you're, uh, if you have, you know, having the grandparents or the grandfather involved, an uncle or somebody else mm-hmm. that could be a stabilizing, positive influence as to what it means to be a man, that could be in. Sometimes it could be their friend's mm-hmm. uh, father Mm-hmm. You know, we're kind of the people that we, that we see a kid on the street. we are like, oh, I'll come and hang out at our house. Like, <laughs> Did me- we
0: just become best friends? Yeah, we so totally did.
1: We try Get to, in my car. We, we bring it kids happened. in as much as possible to try to be some kind of positive influence. Yes. And that's rewarding too. It um is. So doing things like that is excellent.
0: Father to the fatherless. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Did you ever question God's call to parent during a certain stage? Um, we had a podcast. It was about you are the mom for the job. No matter what you're going through, God has called you to this. Do you feel like, I don't know how to parent this kid?
1: That's every day. <laughs> that's, I mean, there's a there's true a, story. I mean, there's a rule book. It's, and, and it's, it's, you know, it is the Bible.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: but living that every day and trying to be a Christian man is—you're going to fall, right? You're a son of Adam. But trying to stay in the in the Word makes me a better father. The times I do the worst is whenever I'm like, "Oh man, I haven't been reading. I've been reading uh, a Christian yeah. book. Yeah. I've been reading the Bible." You set yourself adrift, and your mind is thinking about other things, and yeah. and you will let go of the wheel, as they say. Mm-hmm. And every time I let go of the wheel, I look at my life, and it's you're just not uh, having the positive things in your in your brain such as the bible that come out in your life your daily life
0: yeah okay so you're a busy dude got a lot of things going on we've lost count as to how many offices he has do you find it hard to find time for god what Um, does that look like for you
1: Yes. Well, listen. Time is no matter what. It doesn't matter how busy you are. You are your time is what you use or what you prefer to be. Right. So you get to choose what you do with your time. Right. If you choose to exercise, that's great. You choose to go in the word in the word, then obviously that's better. And you. Uh, so you know we're all based on a certain amount of time and the productivity of that time and what you choose to use your time with is mm-hmm. that because in the end you say well. Oh, I didn't have a time to read my Bible. I'm so busy doing this and that with your kids. It's like, dude, at the end of this, what what are you doing? Like, it's not important that Jimmy was at his fifth travel baseball or basketball game this weekend, and <laughs> and uh, and everything else. You kind of look at. You have to look at long term, right? Mm-hmm. So. At the end, what do I want? What is the character that I want my child to be? Mm-hmm. The character has to be. I want him to be a Christian-based person. Mm-hmm. So, how do I implement that my daily life so that they can number one see a person doing that, but then also act out the life of that. Right? Mm-hmm. You hear these kids that are like, "Oh, I, I took my son to church, you know, every Sunday or all of his life," and then he rebelled at the end too, and it was like, "Well, you know, the, taking your son to church for an hour is is." Great, that's one. I don't know how many one hundred eighteenth or something uh, hour. I don't know how many hours in a week, but it has to be part of the house. So, mm-hmm. and that has to be your growth, and they have to see you reading. They see you doing it all the time, right? right? They see you reading the Bible. They see the the books out, so they know that that is a large integral part of your life, and and that feeds. And they 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 kind of uh, mimic who they who they see themselves around, whether good or bad. So, right. if you want your kid to be a certain way. Well, you have to become the mm-hmm. person you want your child to be.
0: Absolutely. I think that's the hardest part, right? Like, <laughs> am yeah. I modeling what I want to see in my children? Right.
1: I, I'm like, hey, why are you guys on YouTube all the time? <laughs> well, dad, why don't you look at your screen time today? Oh, you just you sat in your room or you... You know, oh, I want the family all together. What are you doing? Well, you're in your bedroom watching YouTube or something else. So, you know, it's it's those things that, yeah, it's hard. Mm-hmm. You're always drawn away from it. There's always right. a reason to to not be reading Christian-based things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of the battle, right? Yeah.
0: And we all have the same 24 hours in the day, right? Absolutely. And I think there was a shift recently in maybe the last three years of, like, what – do we want our family dynamic to look like? Is what we're doing eternal? Is this right. eternal work, or is this busy work? Are right. we spinning our wheels? Does this really matter? Will it? Will it matter on the other side of this life?
1: Right. No, I know. And that, that kind of that shift that we did, and we kind of started using that. Right. Is this right. eternal? Is this what we want the family to be thinking about? That stuff is, in and of itself is helpful. Right. Right. So that's kind of where it gets into how we do our weekly meetings and we kind of understand what's what's happening and you and you know get into those things where you kind of look okay is this eternal is this five out of five right and if it's not then
0: yeah we'll pass yeah when we have an opportunity I think we've talked about this before in the podcast when we have an opportunity that presents itself we rate it from one being eh, don't really feel like doing it to five, like, this is something I really want to do. I've been
1: waiting for you to ask me that question.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so if it's not a five or four and a half.
1: Well, the reason we say it too is, is that it might be a five to you. It's a two to me. Right. (laughs) Right. And I'm like, this so I don't want to do it. And you're like, no, it's five out of five. I'm like, whoa. All right. So this helps with communication. And this is a good thing for Keeping marriages alive, which is important for a Christian based marriage. <laughs> so that's what
0: another podcast. Yes. Okay. I think that's all I had for those. Now I have some rapid questions for you. Let's go. Okay. Do you remember the first time we met? Where was that?
1: Junior college in a dorm room. Uh-huh. And it was your roommate's, uh, or I don't know, I think it was your room, is like a friend of yours. Room.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yep, uh, He was
0: playing a guitar Aaron,
1: Aaron Frazier <laughs> yes. uh, I don't know if you're allowed to say that, but that was whose room we met Yes Yeah. Uh, I was playing an air guitar <laughs> No, or a real it was guitar. a real
0: guitar, he uh, could yes. not play No, he
1: I still can't <laughs> <laughs> Bought a guitar 10 years later, still can't play <laughs> I'm sorry, that's another, that's another Another thing
0: Okay, tell us about the first time you became a dad What was that like?
1: So all right, so I, I'm a physician, and I have, well, you know, we're in in our rotations and things. I was part of delivering babies, and I've delivered children, and it's wonderful and awesome. And but when it's <laughs> yours that comes out, there's something different. So you think, oh, you know, I've done you know this 25 times, it's no big deal, and and then he comes out, and you pass, you know, I mean, I almost passed out because uh, that's when it hit me, and it was just like oh my goodness gracious. Oh like my I am a There's a father. whole
0: lot of responsibility, right? Yes. Yeah, so, well,
1: that's it though. You know, and that's kind of, and that, you know, as we talk about, you know, being a, a Christian man, uh, you know, uh, what we call sacrificial responsibility is huge. I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, that's what God did for Jesus, right? For us. Yeah. So as a man, that's what you look for. So when it, Parker came out, that was, that hit me and I was just like, <laughs> Wow, this is different. And uh, you know what's interesting too, though, for men, a lot of times as compared to women, is men when babies are delivered aren't immediately like, "I love this child. This is right. the greatest thing." It's. I wonder if it's more this this responsibility, this this uh, that heaviness. hits them, the heaviness that yeah. hits them, and then later on the love and that comes. But it's more the, the heaviness of the responsibility. Yeah,
0: you know? that totally makes sense because moms. Have the baby inside the belly. I have literally been kicking since like.
1: Yeah, it's not that second hard for the dad. Kind of fun. The nurse yeah.
0: had to bring him a chair. He had to sit down. Yeah, I had to sit down.
1: <laughs> so even your physician can be a little bit queasy with
0: Okay, so what's your most proud dad moment? I
1: don't know if I have a most proud one. I try to, I don't know if I have one specific one. I try to be a good dad and, mm-hmm. I, and I fail at it and I'm apologizing. So maybe, maybe one of my proudest moments is, is apologizing to my kids when I'm wrong because yeah. I'm wrong a lot. So that's definitely the case. One of my favorite ones is is uh, with Lola. And I always think about- <laughs> Did you Lola, see
0: the way he just said her name? So
1: Lola was five years old Lola. and I, I, it was her birthday and I picked her up and she laid on my lap and I held her like this and rocking her. And she's like, I love you, daddy. And I said, Lola- she goes, yes. I said, can you promise me you'll be five forever? And she goes, I promise, Daddy. So every year on her birthday, I pick her up and I, and I brush her hair and I hold her like that. And I said, Lola, you promised me you would stay five. And, she, and you did it. She goes,
0: oh, Daddy.
1: So <laughs> I, I look forward to that every year.
0: And that's coming up soon. It is. All right. Your favorite memory as a couple? I put it um, on the spot.
1: You know, I'm really one of these people that are not a huge... This is the moment situation, a more of an everyday, yeah. having special things every day. When it comes to my favorite mm-hmm. thing that I remember as us a, as a couple, there's been a lot, man. You know what I like? No, this is it. We <laughs> go on a date and we'll go on a date and I'll talk to her and we'll laugh and we'll have a good time. And then I'll, I'll, we always say, I'm like, you know something? When all these kids are finally gone, I kind of like you still. And, uh, which is good, which is important so that after they're gone, I don't want to be one of these gray haired divorces where after they leave, we did everything for the kids. And now that they're gone, we, I don't love you anymore. You don't love me. We're bitter towards each other. So, um, one of the best things is us. Spending time together, yeah. doing our weekend away once mm-hmm. a year. So from a memory standpoint and from a uh, question standpoint, mm-hmm. that's really it. Yeah. It's just kind of us hanging out and then be like, yeah, you're kind of cool.
0: cool. are <laughs> cool. Where's your favorite place that we've traveled?
1: Favorite place that we have traveled. Well, yeah. I mean, kind of sound like a snob, but we've been to a lot of <laughs> cool places, man. I guess probably, gosh, it'll, it'll probably change every year. Yeah, Paris is awesome. Yeah, uh, Yellowstone. Yes, I, I'm a I'm a mountain man. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I don't,
0: talk about exploring. I, mean,
1: I just yes, I love hiking. Hiking is yeah. my favorite thing. Why? Because you, it's something you can accomplish, right? Mm-hmm. So you go, you look at a goal, you can achieve that goal mm-hmm. and get it done in a day usually, and it's free, <laughs> which is my favorite thing. So um,
0: tight wad over here. <laughs>
1: So probably one of our, my favorite places has been probably Katahdin when you Ooh, and I did yeah. it because it was alone. We did it together. It looks like it's, uh, that's the start of the Appalachian trail in, in Maine. And it looks like you're on a different planet. It does. It's, it's crazy. And you get like halfway up and you, you think you're at the, you're at the edge and then you look at the signs like, <laughs> in fact, I took out, a. <laughs> I took out, you remember I took my phone. And I was like, I'm going to climb and I'm going to read to the phone. And I put my phone all the way to, it and it's like, Oh, you have like 1,500 more feet or something like that. I was like halfway through and I was like, oh my goodness gracious. So, but that was awesome. That was fun because that was a great. And we st- didn't die. Yeah. We do things together, right? Yeah. Like we've done Tough Mothers together. We've done half marathons to go- together. So it's kind of like when you're a team and you accomplish something, there's something special about that. So doing cool stuff like that where we we did that mountain together was, mm. uh, was one of my favorite things.
0: Okay. Last question. Favorite thing. Family memory.
1: Favorite family memory. Oh, what's yours? I'm gonna throw that at you.
0: (laughs) Favorite family memory. I don't know that I can pinpoint one. I think every big moment we have is one of those moments where I'm like, "We, we got some cool kids yeah, and I am thankful and humbled that God would give me each of them. And that he would give me these children and trust me with them and raise them in the way they should go.
1: Mine is marrying you because God trusted me to uh, have a wife that he knew would raise and know how to raise good Christian people. So you are always each day uh, pushing us to maintain our closeness to God and to be Christ-centered. So- My favorite memory is marrying you and uh, being on this journey together.
0: Okay. How do I top that? I'm not even going to try. Anyway, that was awesome. So one last thing. What would you say to the mom who feels like she's struggling? Like she's over her head. Her kids are struggling as well. Yeah. What would you say to her? What would How would you encourage her?
1: Well, number one, it's you're, you're going to just have to take it one moment at a time. But you have to have talks. You have to talk about these things. You know, sometimes we just pass through. We, we want to do something, but we don't have the conversations. Right. And having the difficult conversations and, and kind of saying, is this, look at your life, son or daughter, is this who you want to be and, and, and apologize if you've done things wrong? And then, but also say, well, this is the way that I know that we can improve ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you have to become who you want them to be. Right. You know, you, you, you want them reading the Bible? You better be reading the Bible. You want to, you know, but, but do it together as a group and Mm -hmm. say, you know, we're, I'm not happy with where we are. I don't, you know, where your life is heading, where mine is. Let's make some changes so that we can improve who we become.
0: There's power in, in admitting that you don't have it all together. Absolutely. In front of your children. Yeah. There's grace and humility in yeah. that.
1: Yeah. And then you also talk about God's atonement for you through Jesus. And you talk about, you know, there's this, this great resource that we have and studying it to become who you are. Again, especially kids, especially teenagers. Yeah. The identity issue is just huge. So then yeah. identifying, why am I here? Right. Everybody goes through that.
0: that. Why yeah. am I here? Yeah. And
1: you have to understand you have, and I tell, you know, like I tell our kids, you have to say to yourself, what 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 is your what is your purpose? Why are you placed on here? You're just not, you know, this is some atoms of or uh, soup, protein soup, and you were just made <laughs> up, and then one atom created another and made information, and now you're this this person. That's insane to even think that because it's just statistically not possible. So if that's not possible, well, let's look about. Let's think about the uh, the things that are possible. And you know, when you read through, you discover man, this, this Christianity—the way that it changed the world, the way you had, you know, some poor person who never wrote a book, never owned property, changed the world and affected billions of people's lives. Man, that sounds like somebody we should kind of read a little bit more about. <laughs>
0: so absolutely all right tim tom good stuff all
1: right thank you thank you appreciate it
0: i'm sure you'll be back
1: <laughs> i don't know I'll maybe be back,
0: back 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 again
1: oh. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway mamas thank you for tuning in i hope you found this helpful until next time before you go will you do me a favor if you found this podcast encouraging and valuable, would you please head over to iTunes, leave a review, and subscribe to the show. Also, I'd love to connect with you. I can be found on social at Trudy Until next time, sweet girl, stand confidently in your calling. You are the mom for the job.